0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of another film podcast. My name is Tierney.
1: My name is Matt. Whoa, <laughs> company <in> hot,
0: <laughs> keeping everybody on their toes.
2: Yeah. Uh, my name is Colin. I almost didn't introduce myself because I was so caught off guard. Also, Matt, the you. last few times you've been counting us down uh, in Spanish. Uh-huh. Have you and wanted
0: to every, say couture
2: say as well? Say every <laughs> single time I want to say
3: couture say.
2: <laughs> I don't even like that song, but it's just like stuck in my brain forever. <laughs> so, Colin loves U2. It's actually his favorite do you know? I do actually, I do enjoy U2. This is not like a weird, like, shitty animated movie thing that somehow got forced upon me. <laughs> I actually do enjoy
0: to a our listeners good chunk
2: of you music. Colin
0: went to go see the Externals which I'm sure we'll talk about we, later. We will
2: talk about later. But mm-hmm.
0: but he texted us in the previews and was like, "Oh, I just watched a shitty preview for Sing 2." And I just said, "But isn't that your favorite?"
1: <laughs> and Colin I Colin loves Sing and the whole Sing shared universe.
0: Yeah.
2: Basically anything that Illumination Studios has ever done injected yeah. directly into my eyeballs. I want it. Like,
0: like, Trolls and Boss Baby.
2: <laughs> yeah. Neither of which were Illumination Studios. <laughs> yeah. Is Hotel Transylvania Illumination? I think that
0: one is, yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't think it is. I think that's... I know that's all the, the, the Decipical Me's.
1: Decipical Me is Illumination. Decibical.
2: So
3: illumin- Decibical Decibical. Me. Decipical
1: <laughs> Me. Decipical Me. Decibel um, Me.
2: Um No, so uh Illumination is um Universal's. So, like, Hotel Transylvania, those are all uh, Sony movies. Boss mm-hmm. Baby was DreamWorks. Trolls. Wow,
3: oh, you really know, know so much Trolls
2: about
0: was. these.
1: Illumination. No breathing. Don't <laughs> up.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, <laughs> Illumination is disciple Me?
1: Yeah, disciple Me is yes. Univer- Universal's Illumination. I, I uh, enjoyed the like movie. <laughs> the Secret Life of Pets uh, so, oh. franchise.
2: Secret
0: Life of Zack and Cody.
1: as pets nailed it
3: (laughs) um
1: uh one thing that was really fun when i was driving my car down from portland to la uh, it was nighttime so you could see universal lit up and on one of the like parking garages or buildings i just saw this like Yellow dome with this big eye, and I was like, Oh my god, it's a minion! And there's like literally a gargantuan minion (laughs) clinging to the side of this building. And I was like, Oh Christ, (laughs) oh no!
2: So, uh, I was listening to so last year, I listened to obviously a lot of podcasts because I was stuck at home with nothing else to do. Um, but uh, in pretty regular rotation is the Big Picture, which is on the Ringer uh network and it's just a movie podcast, but um, both of the hosts live in L.A., and that must have gotten put up at some point last year because one of them was like, yeah, I was just like out for a drive just to get out of my house, and I just saw a giant minion. <laughs> they are like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I am, aware, I am aware of the, uh, the giant minion that's somewhere in the L.A., like the greater L.A. area, but... It's like at Universal Studios. <laughs> And I saw it, like, like a the, mile away.
3: Like, the, the actual,
2: like, film studio studio or, like, the the amusement are, park? Or are they one and the same?
1: They are one and the same. Oh. It's called Universal City because both the lot and the theme park and City Walk are all in the same complex. Interesting. And, like, Comcast Tower is, like, there, too. But, yeah, like, I could see it <clears throat> on the highway, like, so far away from it, and I was, like... What a fucking man! Oh god! I don't know. Define. Define. Good. What is it? Define good. Yeah. yeah. Dear Santa.
2: Um. I. So this reminded me. Uh, Joel sent me a t- uh, tweet earlier today, and it's like, never ask a woman her age, a man his salary, and minions which villain they served to in 1933 to 1945. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was like, holy oh, shit. Oh my god. Yikes.
1: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> this is the problem with minions, is that it opens too many doors for questions. Here's
2: the thing, I don't really like the Despicable Me movies, and I think the the more they lean into minions, the less I like the Despicable Me movies. Oh, for sure. But absolutely. I feel like the minions are good like content. <laughs> like a giant fucking minion at Universal Studios or like oh, sure.
1: a weird tweet.
0: <laughs> They're <laughs> good fodder.
1: <clears throat> oh yeah. Because that's literally what they are. They're just like little yellow beans with different <laughs> different numbers of eyes.
2: And it's so cute and funny when they speak gibberish, right? So cute, mm-hmm. so funny. So
1: inventive. Uh, <laughs> I looked up the overalls. Oh, my God. What are they? 1990? <laughs> <So> <laughs> overalls they have... are
0: popular again. I don't know where I you've know. been.
1: I just look bad in them, so I hate them.
0: <laughs> I just wear them every single day. Did I ever tell you guys about uh, the, in college for New Year's, there was a 1920s party, like a house party? Hell, and yeah. And they were like, I told you guys this?
2: No, I was just like, that's a great theme for a party. Oh, yeah. Like a, like so- a flapper dress type situation?
0: Yeah. Yeah especially for new years like everyone gets up dressed up nice so Mm -hmm. they didn't specify what year in 1920s and so i was like i'm gonna be a dust bowl farmer yeah hell yeah and so i wore overalls (laughs) and a flannel and i put my purse in a bindle the little stick with the (laughs) bandana uh and everybody else was in flapper flapper dresses (laughs)
2: That's pretty great. He's like, nah, bitch. Yeah,
0: it I would still be got like a, a movie. Still got a midnight makeout, so.
2: Ooh. Oh, there you go. I'm,
0: I'm not worried those
2: about it.
1: overalls. You know what I mean. So here
2: are the films that have been released <laughs> by Illumination challenge. Studios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to move on. You got me back though. <laughs> uh, Despicable Me, Hop. We all remember Hop? Uh, oh, yeah. Sure. You loved uh, that
0: movie.
2: I've never seen that movie. Please. <laughs> In the last three uh, years. The Lorax, Despicable Me 2, Minions, Secret Life of Pets, Sing, Despicable Me 3, The Grinch, Secret Life of Pets 2, and they have upcoming Sing 2, Minions 2, and they're doing the Mario movie. Just... Oh, it's
1: so good that they're making so many movies of movies that they make. <laughs> it's just like, oh, we got one thing to work. Let's just keep rolling that back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, three things it sounds like. They've got their Secret Life of Pets franchise. They've got their Despicable me. slash Despicable Me. And then they've got all those fucking Dr. Seuss stories that they're just going to mine forever. Yeah, good stuff. I
0: can't wait till they start to, like, merge the universes.
1: That'll be Like minions, like Mario stomping on a minion and <laughs> squishing it?
0: Yeah, or like uh, maybe if they do like a Mario Kart, they like throw a minion. Or mm-hmm. like uh, a couple minions live in the same house as uh, some pets. Or uh-huh. the pets go yeah,
2: to the same pet- place. I have no or, idea what oh. sing is <laughs> <laughs> I also have... So... I've obviously I've never seen Sing as we've discussed weirdly mm-hmm. regularly over the last <laughs> few episodes.
1: Yeah, we're gonna do Sing for one of these <laughs> festival picks. Is what's gonna
2: happen, um, but I've never seen it. But from what I gathered, it's basically just like a American Idol type like singing competition. And then I was watching this trailer for Sing 2, and I was like, what the fuck is this movie? Because, like, all of these characters are doing something totally different, and they're all separated, and, like, I, I, it was just so baffling. I was
1: like, what is going on? What? Yeah, like- <laughs> I think it really is, like, the auditions of American Idol, but with animals. The first is one? Is there a
0: Susan Boyle all character? Them,
1: like, yeah, it's, like, a turtle, and the turtle's like... <laughs> the They're like, oh my god. You must get out of your shell. And then Oof. her name is uh, Susan Torto. Toyo. Toyo.
0: Alright, so the movie well. we watched this week. <laughs>
1: Matt just ruined it.
0: <laughs> um,
2: this is your pick, T.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I picked uh, Creed and I picked it uh, because. It's been on my list, uh, and I know Colin loves this movie, and it's very good. Like It's gotten good reviews, and I know it's Ryan Coogler, and so I was like, well, I got to see it at some point, and so some point became yesterday, mm. <laughs>
3: uh,
0: and I very much enjoyed this. Uh, I know that, I think it was Matt, you said that you loved yeah. this movie, and I said I hated it, Um just to be contrarian but i think this is But actually... i'm also like
2: on edge now because <laughs>
0: you guys had
2: such <laughs> bad dune opinions that i'm like that's, uh,
3: that's how i like Like uh... when you
2: said i hated it i was like fuck maybe she did no i said jk
0: after um, i didn't see the jk
2: at first like i just got the notification oh. that you hated it and then i was like oh
0: shit in all caps <laughs> yeah, uh, like... but no it's like i was i was pleased that this is like Because I feel like the last I don't know, like eight episodes, I've just been like I wasn't impressed with this, (laughs) and so it's nice to be better. Yeah, build back better. Uh, So it's nice to nice to uh, enjoy the movie and really like it and think it was very well crafted. And
3: it
2: sounds like Paddington also enjoyed the movie.
0: No, he's being an absolute dickhead right now because something is outside. <laughs> also he was gnawing his leg That's <laughs> why i kept getting up sorry <laughs> anyway <laughs>
2: that's all uh, uh so i i have a very specific memory of the first time i saw creed um the three of us and justin went to the suburbs for i don't really know why uh we went to roadie Um, and then you guys, I think you were going to go bowling, but I just like really wasn't feeling bowling. And so I was like, nah, you guys do you. I'm going to go to a movie. And so Creed was on my list only because Sylvester Stallone was nominated for an Oscar. I had no interest in seeing this movie. I have no attachment whatsoever to the Rocky series. I don't particularly care for boxing, like in general. Oh,
3: I remember this now.
2: But I just was like, yeah, I'm not really feeling bowling. I'm going to go to a movie. And that was my first ever Arc Light experience because that was before the one in Lincoln Park was open. So I went to that one, whatever, Glenview. Northern Glenview. Glenview. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't get why people are so jazzed about the Arc Light. It doesn't seem that cool. It's really expensive. It's not that nice of a theater. I was just like kind of pissed off about the whole thing and really just like, oh, I guess I'll just cross this movie off my list and drive home. And then I saw the movie, and I was like, holy shit, this fucking rules. (laughs) It's so good. Um, And I I don't know if it was, like, because I had such low expectations or because it just genuinely is that good of a movie, but I remember being like, oh, my God. Like, this, I went in with, like, no expectations, and it ended up being one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, And I have since watched it numerous times, and it still holds up. And I watched it again yesterday, and it still holds up. So I'm very, very excited that now you've seen it, Tierney, and now we get to talk about it.
1: Oh yeah, um, I watched it when we all lived together. I remember that was my first time watching Creed. Uh, I do remember when did I left make you us. did I make you watch it? I think you did. Yeah, you like begged me, and I was like, <laughs> Ugh, fine, um, fine. Peasant. But I do remember you abandoning us. We were trying to go to pinstripes and do bocce ball or bowling. And you're like, I'm not into this. I'm going to break away. And we were like, okay, bye, bitch. And then you were like, I loved Creed, though. And I was like, well, I'm glad you got something out of tonight because you left us. But uh, it's funny because my uh, roommates also mentioned having a specific memory of seeing Creed after, like, a Thanksgiving party Mm. that they went to. They, like, broke away and went to see this movie. In theaters like around Thanksgiving, Uh, so it's funny because I think we had I had noted, I think this does work as like a Thanksgiving movie one because there's usually a boxing match on Thanksgiving or around Thanksgiving, and two because it came out around then, Uh, and it's like kind of cold because you're in Philadelphia, so like it just kind of works as a Thanksgiving movie. Um, But yeah, I watched it for the first time a few years ago and really enjoyed it then. Forgot a lot of like why I liked it so much, so this was really nice to rewatch it and like take notes on the stuff that impressed <clears puts throat> me. And there are a lot of things that impressed me in this movie. And like you said, I have no connection to the other Rocky movies, I have no connection to boxing, I have no connection to sports movies in general. <laughs> uh, and this one was like a real, it's just like a solid movie. Which uh, I mean, Rocky, the first Rocky, won Best Picture, and Sylvester Stallone won best director or actor. He
2: did not direct the first one.
1: Oh, maybe he went for screenplay. Actually, that may be. I think
0: he wrote them all. Yeah, because I googled it.
1: Yeah, Um, and so again, yeah, like you, I didn't have a lot of like personal connection to the Rocky franchise, and I think that gives more uh, credit to this movie for just like really creating a solid film that references the original in a lot of ways and and just exists kind of on its own with like the emotional impact of its own scenes and its own characters and its own relationships without you having to know the history of rocky mm-hmm. um so yeah i i uh, i really loved it again and i'm very excited to talk about
2: it uh quick update so Rocky was nominated for 10 ten Academy Awards. It won Best Picture and Best Director. Um, but Stallone was just nominated. He did not win for Actor okay. and Screenplay. It also won for Best Editing.
0: Um, cool. <clears throat> so, yeah. I've only seen the first. I've only seen Rocky one. I've never seen any of the other ones. But one thing I noticed is that... And you mentioned this just in terms of it being cold. Is Philly always winter because it is in rocky think... one and it is in this one and i'm just like do these trees have leaves
2: i mean it's always winter in philadelphia famously
3: yeah,
1: that's true yeah that's what the show is named after right yeah yeah it does seem like it's actually cold uh in the movie shazam uh, oh yeah one's bundled up in there um yeah Basically, in everything I've seen of Philadelphia, they're always in jackets and coats.
2: I just associate Philly so much with sports, and specifically, like, uh... Cold sports? Like, the Eagles, which, yeah, football, they play, you know, in the fall and winter. Like, hockey, basketball. Like, yes, they have a baseball team, but, like, the Phillies haven't really been relevant in the baseball world for quite a while. (laughs) So, like, I associate Philly...
0: I was like, what would, I was literally like, what would their baseball team even be? The
2: Phillies. The the Phillies.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) uh, But yeah, I like, so I think there's like all, all the iconic movies happen to take place in the, in like the fall winter time. Like my, what I think of when I think of Philly is fall winter time.
1: Hmm.
2: So yeah, I don't know. It's a, that's a weird thing.
1: I haven't seen Hmm. Philadelphia, but I wonder if that's in the winter too. We'll have to check it out. We'll have to do a Philadelphia like retrospective. Oh. And, like, no, no movies happen in the summer. But maybe it's just awful in the summer in Philadelphia. The way it's terrible in New York in the summer. Yeah, and people are just like, we're not filming anything in Philadelphia in the summer. Hell is no. it? It probably is because it's an old East Coast city. Yeah. with like probably no air conditioning. It's like New York. Like an hour. Aren't apart.
0: we? more humid in
1: chicago nah i mean i don't know maybe but like new york summers are supposed to be truly miserable and philadelphia is an hour from new york
0: i thought that was just the subways are miserable
2: miserable. well i was gonna say i think it's like a combo of things like i don't think the yeah the weather the like the summer humidity might be worse in chicago but like chic i don't know like new york is always kind of gross and dirty but then you add, like, a heat and humidity element to it. And it's just, like, nah.
1: <laughs> all I hear are people complaining about summers in New York being just, like, muggy and gross and everything smells like garbage because it heats up in the summer. That so, last one, yeah. Would yeah, be it's pretty hot.
0: Particularly New York. Well, but the rest of them all still apply to, to yeah. the Midwest.
2: But I, I feel yeah. like when I, when I go... So, like, when I'm in Chicago in the summer, and, like, if I'm downtown, and I, like, go down to get on a train, like, I feel like there, it's a little bit more comfortable. But I remember one time I was in New York in July, and we were just, like, walking around Central Park, and then we went down to catch a subway. And I was thinking that there would be, like, a bit of a break from, like, the disgusting climate that was out like uh, outside upstairs and I was like it just got worse like somehow yeah. like I went it's underground and it just got so much worse
0: <laughs> I have been told I, that the subways in particular is hot humid and truly disgusting and I've heard that the underground is also very similar and I'm like well, yeah. ours is above ground which is great for the three-month summer that we have and it's yes. fucking terrible uh-huh. for the nine-month winter so yeah, you win some outside. yeah it's yeah.
2: like the trade-off isn't ideal when you're standing the outside wind howls now. yeah
0: <laughs> when i just was living freezing your up,
2: ass off outside yeah
0: sitting under like the two <laughs> inch like chip fryer so like. stupid Just have something with a door or at least three walls.
3: Uh,
0: But uh, with the garbage, I always forget uh, that, like, everything west of the Mississippi has alleys. Yeah. And
2: And that's just not a thing that they do in New York City.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Someone once asked me when I was abroad, they said, you're from Chicago? I have a question for you what do you guys all do with your garbage? And I was like, we put it in the dumpster?
2: What the fuck? Like like it's some novel idea that you throw your garbage into the garbage. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You don't grind it up and eat it?
0: Yeah. Um, Anyway, back to this movie. Uh, Yeah, back to
1: the creed. Uh, My
0: first thought when uh, Michael B. Jordan was on screen was, holy muscles
2: dude yeah. michael b he's jordan is one of the most attractive human beings period like just full stop he's yeah. <laughs>
1: like he's, he's kept, a muscle king
0: he kept clenching his jaw and you could see all of the tendons in his face which obviously reminded me of was that a tweet the girl when she saw black panther
3: when and he, he came showed
0: on, up on screen no i think it's when he takes his shirt off she clenched no. her jaw so hard that she like broke her orthodontia.
1: <laughs> she snapped the
2: band. Yeah. I can't watch uh, Black Panther without thinking of that and giggling to myself. It's so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like he really, he really starts the whole machine in this movie. Where you're like, oh, dang! And then he just gets, he gets like progressively more built with each movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's a true Adonis in this movie.
2: Also very attractive. Uh, Tessa Thompson, love her. Damn.
0: Thought you were going to say Sylvester yeah. Stallone, and I was like, that's not even funny. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bridge too
2: far. <laughs> oh, poor Sly. Um, had you got had? Well, I guess yeah, Tierney. Since you just saw Creed, uh, what what is your relationship to Ryan Coogler? Out of curiosity.
0: Um, well, we dated a long time ago.
2: And then... uh, it didn't end, end well, so, you know, it's a bit of a sore subject. I'd, I'd like to move on to the next question.
0: <laughs> um, no, I, I think the first thing I saw that he directed was Black Panther.
1: Okay. And then we watched Fruitvale We did Station watch Fruitvale. Yeah. In our first yeah. film festival. Yeah. Um... And then since then, what has he done? I mean these that's it. Those are his only three movies.
2: Get out of here. Did no, he do... I mean he produced Judas and the Black Messiah, but he did not direct mm. or write. And he maybe what was the like fuck? maybe he was a co-writer, but he no. he's only directed <laughs> no. those three no. movies.
1: No. No, no, no. no. Uh, he's gotta direct more.
2: What? <laughs> yeah. So I, the only reason I asked, so I saw Fruitvale in theaters in 2013, and I like I was aware of Michael B. Jordan because he was in Friday Night Lights, and so like, and he I mean, he had obviously been in other stuff, but that was like my main Michael B. Jordan touch point, and I saw Fruitvale in theaters because I had heard that it was so good out of Sundance, and so I was curious, and I was like, oh damn, like Michael B. Jordan's really good in that movie this director, this is his first movie he's ever made. And, like, wow. So, like, he had been on my radar for a while. And then I heard that, like, his next project was going to be directing a Rocky movie. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, like, whatever. But I think... I The the more I watch this movie, the more impressed I am with him as a director. And then, like, I, I have, like... I have some story-ish problems with Black Panther. Like, I think... And it's more just, like, a Marvel problem in general. Like, I think a lot of what Ryan Coogler is doing with Black Panther is really fascinating. But I think, like, Black Panther kind of falls apart when it's just, like, a CGI battle at the end. Which is just, like, it's a Marvel problem. But, like, he... The fact that he's only made three movies... But all three of those movies are just so well made, and just like you can tell, he's just like such a confident director, and like all of the sequences in this movie and the other two are just like made with such like purpose um, that the like every time I see one of his movies, I'm like, is he like genuinely one of the best working directors we have? (laughs) Like,
0: I mean, in terms of percentage, like to yeah, be three for three is. I mean, even who is he? most, like, la- lauded directors can't claim that.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who's who's comparable as far as, like, a newer director who has less than five features under their belt um, who's as impressive? I guess uh, American features. So I
2: think, like. I mean, the only two that kind of come to mind, and I, there's probably more if I, if I think about it a little longer, but I think Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig... What about Damien Chazelle? I think Damien, I, mean, is, I think, well, Damien's at
3: Gizelle. four.
2: <laughs> I think, so Damien, I can look it up real quick. I think he's either at four or five, but one of his was like super, super, super indie, and I don't know if many people have seen it. Sure. But I think that's, I mean,
1: it's a pretty but short list.
0: A, what about yeah. and, and Zhao?
1: she's i mean did she have more international features or more oh. no she, i
2: mean so i think she'd done a couple like super indies um, i haven't seen her first movie but she did the rider and then nomad land and then now
0: is that the one Eternal, with nicolas
1: e- cage <sighs> <sighs>
3: <Be> gone
1: <laughs> out ghost uh,
2: oh. yeah i mean i think chazelle's an interesting one Cause he, I mean, I think Kugler's way better than Chazelle. Well, I, I, I agree. God, yeah. I agree. I agree. But I, I, yeah. it's, I think it's an interesting question, though. And the other thing too is yeah. like, so all of these people kind of came on the scene around the same time. Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig were a little later, but mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler's first movie and Damien Chazelle's first like major movie were both 2013.
0: Isn't that when Francis Ha came out?
1: Yeah, but Greta didn't direct that. She just that's bomb back. Oh, Which whoops. is the other thing of, like, Gerwig had work with mm-hmm. uh, Bomback for a while. So that almost, like... I don't see her as as amateur as... Or not even amateur as... I don't think these people are amateur. But, like, she was in doing movies for a while. Sure. Um, well, and then... So, like, her features had time to...
2: To that point, then we works. also... I mean, Jordan Peele had yeah. a long-running sketch show. Sure. So, like, he... Mm-hmm.
1: What's your boy who directed uh, Daniel Dustin Cre- Daniel Dustin? Oh Dustin! Creed. Oh Dustin Cretton. Daniel Cretton. Yeah. Yeah, but Dustin he Daniel. he
2: doesn't have like he made short term twelve, which is great, mm-hmm. but then his next movie I think was the Glass House, or something with oh, Brie yeah. Larson, which like I I still haven't seen, but like generally was considered not very
1: good. Yeah, didn't get a sequel like Creed did. And I think then he Martin did.
0: McDonough only has three or four movies.
1: But he's been writing for a while.
3: Yeah, he's he's got a lot of, like,
2: play, you know. So, yeah, I think it is, like, it is a really rarefied class of people who just kind of, like, burst on the scene somewhat recently and are just, like, crushing it every time out.
1: Yeah, and have, like, a specific style, uh, which I think Jordan Peele and Gerwig certainly do. Um, But I really think, yeah... I was so impressed by the style choices in Creed that fit and also made it more than just a sports movie. Um, yeah, I was impressed by so much of the direction of also like I think the strength of the movie is the acting mm-hmm. like yeah as as compelling as the fights are and as good as the story is. I think the performances that Coogler gets in this are like outstanding from everybody from Felicia Rashad to Sylvester Stallone to, like, all the coaches and all the other fighters, it's, like, everyone is firing on all cylinders and it's so compelling and so, like, heart-tugging uh, throughout the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, like, that dude in Liverpool is a real dickhead. and Yeah. Pretty Ricky? Yeah. Pretty also, Ricky. Pretty I kind <clears> of <throat> wondered how many, just because everyone was, like, even, like, the, I guess, minor characters were all so well done that I kind of wondered how many of them are actually just boxing coaches.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the guy, his first fight that he has in the movie, uh, that HBO Sports commercial, is his from when he was fighting because he's an actual boxer. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan is? <clears throat> no. No, no, no. The guy he fights. The, oh. Like, other gym guy. Um. Oh, where they like... Wait, sorry. Like HBO Sports. Leo? Quick sidebar. His name is Leo. I gotta find
2: Leo Sporino. But every time I saw his last name, because you just see like a quick flash of it, I thought his name was Leo Spacheman or Leo Leo Spaceman. <laughs> Doctor Um Yeah, the
1: but like his HBO Sports segment, he's like an Olympian boxer. Oh. So. Uh, michael b jordan was fighting an olympian and uh looking just as good I mean, uh, but also those hbo sports segments <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> you know but you know <laughs> but yeah those hbo sports segments i thought were really cool because i thought they added a lot of like authenticity to the sports world of it all mm-hmm. and also just like to break up that visual to have it look just as crisp and good but notably different is, like, oh, what a cool style. When
2: I also thought it was, like, a really cool way of bringing in some exposition, right? Mm -hmm. Like, rather than just, like, having a character say, like, oh, yeah, well, this guy's done this, that, or the other, like, to actually have, like, some real world, you know, real world, like, boxing footage. And the way that, like, a a lot of times when characters were first introduced, it would, like, freeze frame, and it would, like, give them their stats and stuff. Like, I thought that was all, like, a really cool way... Of like pulling you into this world that as at least you know two of us have mentioned i assume you as well Tierney, is a world that we are just like not at all familiar with or honestly interested in
0: i'd be a little bit (laughs) familiar with it um just uh because my dad was a boxer um Mm. and so i've seen i haven't seen all the rocky movies but i've seen a lot of boxing movies just as a kid but it is as I've gotten older I'm just like it is fucking brutal and it's so so hard to watch like that Mm -hmm. fight at the end I was like I have a headache just watching this
1: yeah (laughs) it just doesn't make sense that you could take that many punches to the head and like uh, sometimes people can't but that's like (laughs) that's the scary thing about it like and I think that's what they do so well in Felicia Rashad's character of like Obviously, she supported Apollo when he was boxing and, like, wants the best for uh, Adonis Jr., Donnie. But, like, her reluctance to allow him to get into this world is, like, very understandable. Yeah. Of where she's like, if you're going to do this, then I I don't want to be part of it. Like, I don't want to witness it. Because, like, it's brutal to watch somebody that you care about just get walloped. And when she's talking at the beginning about, like, uh, do you realize, like, did you ever have to wipe your own dad's ass because yeah. like, he can't he can't use his hands or, like, carry him to do th- anything? Like, this is a brutal sport, and, like, he died doing it. So why would you want to get involved? Uh, yeah, very rough to watch throughout. Which also made, <clears throat> like, her...
2: Turn at the end which not really a turn But like it It made that Emotional Moment hit that much harder Like yeah. when he gets He gets into the locker room before that final fight And he opens the box and it's just a, Like a note from her and she's like Build your own legacy and I, Like, And she's just like you can tell that She's just like I don't personally Want this for you but I get that it's What you want and it's what you need so I'll Support you in doing it and, like, every single time he reads that note, I'm just like, oh,
3: yeah. my chest. And her,
1: and her reacting to the fight when she's watching
3: yeah. at home yeah.
2: and,
1: like, pacing in that beautiful red gown. Yeah. Like, just, like, with that wine being like, okay, here we go. Fucking queen. Like,
3: <laughs> just... Queen Felicia. Yeah, like,
1: but, like, her watching the fight is so relatable to how we feel watching yeah. the fight. We're like, come on, get up. Oh. And, like, that level of stress I think she just does a great job of doing that, being so far away and not being at the actual event like Tessa Thompson or Sly. But like, Um,
0: could I? Don't think like if I was in Tessa Thompson's shoes, I would not be a able to watch, b able to be sitting in the front row. Yeah, no. Like the sounds are probably so awful.
1: (sighs) Oh god, it was like really (laughs) upsetting for me. I was wondering how you were doing when they're like spitting blood across the floor. I will say oh, like... that doesn't
0: bother me. It's the punches to the head where I'm just like, oh,
1: oh. Or that one time when one of their arms breaks and you hear like the bone snap.
0: Okay, that didn't happen. <laughs> 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 but blood, blood doesn't, blood doesn't bother me, um, and that's an every boxing movie. But I felt like the cinematography of this one is that it doesn't cut away once contact is made and so you see them recoil and that's where i was like Mm -hmm. oh god whereas like if you look at other ones like um i don't know million dollar baby i feel like they cut after every punch and so you Mm -hmm. don't see like the recoil as well oh it was like so upsetting but like really well done
2: (laughs) I was that that actually brings up one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I remember the first time I saw this movie, I didn't I didn't catch it the first time, but I, I caught it on subsequent. But there's only three real boxing matches, right? Like there's yeah. other fight sequences and stuff, but there's only three actual boxing matches in this movie, and the first two are uninterrupted takes. Yeah, like they're hmm. they're, they're 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 tracking shots. And so, oh, wow. uh, and I didn't, so I didn't notice it the first one, the first one where he's in Mexico. Um, I didn't notice it until like a rewatch, but I, I've caught it since then. But I remember like in the theater watching it for the first time, that first fight that he has, that's like official, like with um, Rocky's his trainer and that whole fight takes place in a tracking shot. And like, I, I would love to see how they filmed that. Because it feels, like, the way, that, like, because it's a tracking shot, and the way that they shot it with so many, like, close-ups and everything, like, it, the, you feel like you are on the mat with them. Which, A, brings you, like, it just makes you so much more invested in that fight. And yeah. B, makes, like, what you're saying, Tierney, like, makes the fight feel so much more real than any other, like, yeah. non-real fight that I've ever seen. Like, I don't watch boxing often, but I have seen it before, but like i felt like this that fight in particular was just like like that was a real like jaw dropping like holy shit Ryan Coogler is for real like he made an mm-hmm. indie and that's great but like here he has like a big studio behind him he's got some budget and he is still just like flexing and i've i'm i to this day i'm just so impressed by that particular sequence
0: it just like ups the tension so
1: much too 100% I also love that in that final fight, I know we're kind of, like, going to the end, but, like, there's other topics to talk yeah. about. Yeah. But like, in that final fight, the light change, where all the mm. rest of the arena gets dark and it just focuses on the two of them fighting, I was like, what a cool, subtle change. Like, it's very clear what's going on, but, like, it makes it look like a 70s movie, where, like... <clears throat> the rest of the audience can't be seen and it's just these two in the ring. And, like, the lighting changes... And the sound so changes, look too. ...look different. Yeah, it, like, drowns I mean, out basically quiet. everything else. Yeah, it's such a cool choice uh, to make that fight seem very intimate and very intense. Uh, I also like that we only really see the main... Or I that we only have Creed fighting in main events. Like, he's not doing a lot of, like small sparring like matches before these kind of huge ones oh makes it and that's, so like, men-
0: stressful too <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: and, it, and it, it's a good job of like establishing what uh sylvester St- or what rocky says i'm just gonna call him rocky because rocky is rocky yeah <laughs> uh, but like when rocky's like no you don't want to waste your time on these like smaller matches like you've got to prepare for the big ones yeah and that's like the difference between a lot of other sports movies where the montage and i guess like I'm assuming like with Rocky the original where like the montage is like oh we like played a bunch of baseball games or we like competed a bunch of these different teams in basketball where like here's our season of hockey whereas this one it's like you got to train for the one fight and that's where all of your strength and all of your like bodily health has to be put to like you can't get punched a bunch of times before you actually have to fight this guy who's going to prison for manslaughter and has it was, one final Was it fight.
2: manslaughter? I thought it was just, like, gun charges.
1: No, I think it's manslaughter. Oh, okay. I think he killed somebody. And I think in a fight. I think he got in a fight and, like, killed somebody and they're like, okay, but one more. And it's like, oh my god. Cool. <laughs> but, like the, uh, That idea that, like, you build for one. You, like, go for one fight. Uh, I thought was really satisfying and cool. And yeah, it ups the stakes of, like, oh god. Like, it's this one and done you're you're every all the beans are in this one yeah um
0: you touched on yeah. something there that i thought like every rocky movie r- movie like it's like a trope that they have their training montages and then like loads of other movies have just ripped that like
3: mm-hmm.
0: done their own rocky type training montages uh but this one was like they were so good to where i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's do it Mm -hmm. anyway i I, enjoyed them i was like fuck yeah yeah, i'm gonna go for a run
2: (laughs) one of the things i I really of course not yeah (laughs) (laughs) one of the things i really like about this movie is that like so the original rocky and that's the only one i've seen and it's been at least 20 years since i've seen it but there's like the iconic running scene in Rocky where he's like running through the city and he gets to those steps and he makes it all the way to the top and I, the tiger is playing and yeah. So like there's that iconic that and Ryan Coogler gave, gave Adonis his (laughs) own version of that, which is like running through like a, you know, poor part of town and all the kids are like riding their ATVs and riding their like motorbikes and he, like I thought that that was so cool, <laughs> and, like that yeah. sequence fucking rules. And every single time I see it, I just have a giant smile on my
1: face. <laughs> yeah, I got chills this time again, uh, just because. And I, and this is another topic that I wanted to talk about, but it relates specifically to the scene of like the score of this movie is so good, mm-hmm. and it was Ludwig Göransson's mm-hmm. apparently first major score for a movie. He went on to Decreed Two and Black Panther and, and uh, tenet. a number of them oh. and tenet i did write down tenet and i was like god damn it and uh, <laughs> the mandalorian. You know, it. uh the mandalorian um so like he's he's got some songs or some scores that are like he's
0: got some songs pretty
1: Big. He's, he's got some songs <laughs> this one's a little one i've been working on bling bling uh but he his score is so good in this and that like swell in the in like the training scene is exactly what like the Rocky theme of like dun da da dun da da dun da da dun dun dun, dun dun dun. Like he has his own like trumpet creed, uh, like theme. That every time that theme came on, I was like, oh, I'm so in. This is such a good theme. Well, yeah, and I think it's right before the the
2: last round of the final fight. Yeah, he he incorporates the Rocky theme, which he like does. is cool, and I did enjoy. But at the same time, to your point the rest of his score had basically ignored everything Rocky. And so mm. it almost like felt like, no, no, get your Rocky out of my Creed movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I, I, like I get that. it, Like, and again, I liked it. It was a, it was a nice touch, but it was just like everything else about this movie. It was just like so much this, its own movie. Um, yeah. That, I was just kind of a little bummed that they brought in the Rocky for that final moment, because I was like, no, you should play Adonis' theme right now. And, like, that's what will get me hype as fuck for this final round. But...
1: Yeah. I also wanted to listen to the score on Spotify, uh, and I made the mistake of typing in Creed oh <laughs> and i was like oh no oh no 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 no
3: like, scroll to the
1: very bottom yeah i was like oh god get me out of here that's like a real uh
2: <laughs> alexa play christmas music all right playing country christmas <laughs> alexa, <laughs> no, no alexa no, no. no, no
1: yeah that was the exact same feeling as i just like naively typed in creed not not realizing i was about to be inundated with scott staff which is the worst possible option inundated with scott
0: staff should be called a staff infection
1: pretty sure his name is staff with a p i say staff because well maybe it's a pf no, I, just, sometimes. I think it's P. APP. Yeah. I was gonna say. yeah. It could still be a stap infection.
2: Yeah. Yes. I do think the joke plays better though, if it's a stap yeah. infection. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Some um, asshole forced me to listen to Kree. Now I've got
1: a stap infection. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um which also I think the theme and I think this would be a nice transition if we want to move into this topic. Um I think the theme played really well, or whatever the score was, when Rocky is going to visit Adrian's grave, uh, which I found just an incredibly touching scene. uh, And that, like, music is so sweet for him going to visit, like, Mickey and Adrian and just, like, dropping a bottle off for Mickey and then reading the newspaper with Adrian. And that's also the scene where he realizes, like, you know, what am i doing here like i like it's i'm happy to come to the cemetery but like this is my routine that i've had for so long because i'm alone now all the people that i loved are gone and so why wouldn't i like help out this kid who's trying to make it in boxing and that's the moment where he like decides to train him and i just thought that scene was great and in general i think rocky in this movie is like compelling enough that i was like do I want to watch the other Rocky movies? Cause I fucking love this character and I love this relationship. And like, just, he's such a genuinely good human that I was like, I can't imagine what the other Rocky movies are like. If it's just like truly a hero that you want to root for. Uh, Cause I just loved Sylvester Stallone in this and just like so many moments that were heartbreaking and so well delivered by Sylvester Stallone. Who's like, I don't think in other movies, the best actor but, like, as Rocky and as, like, the authenticity that this character needs, nails it. And it's just, yeah. like, exactly who you picture this character to be.
2: So, I mean, I don't want to step on the awards conversation that we'll get to later. But, again, as I mentioned at the top, like, the only reason I saw this movie is because I try and see everything that gets nominated. And he was nominated. And I was, like, yeah. I, going into the movie, I was, like, are you serious? Like, this again, <laughs> like we're mm-hmm. we're doing this, and then when I left the theater, I was like, "Oh fuck, he's my he's my number one choice." Like he's he's so yeah. good in this movie, in yeah. a way that I absolutely did not think he was capable of being. Um yeah. But like, he hits the emotional beats so well, and I think it, it makes sense. I mean, this is a character that he's lived with for most of his life. basically. I mean, at this point, like. The first Rocky came out in seventy five, I think, uh, seventy six.
0: I feel like so, they gave him more depth too. Yeah, like with all the lymphoma stuff, and the fact that his wife's dead and Polly and yeah, all the rest of it. And
1: they mentioned his and they mentioned his son, yeah. played by Vi- Milo Ventimiglia in Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Uh, and he's just like, he's like, yeah, he doesn't want to box. You know, he's not into <laughs> it like his dad. He doesn't want to do it. And you're like, oh, I know who that actor, that little boy became. <laughs> Heroes actor Milo Ventimiglia.
0: You're Gilmore alone there. I was going to say. That well. Is. Um,
1: well, he's
2: been in stuff. He's, so. he's been around, so maybe you're just not watching the right things, Tierney.
1: Do a Google, okay? <laughs> uh and yeah, I also thought the scene of uh, Creed finding the cancer pamphlet and confronting Rocky about, like, I mean, Rocky barely has time to hide it, but, like, confronting him, like, you're going to start treatment, right? And Rocky just being like, no, like, I'm not going to do this. And I, like, you're not my family enough to make me stay here. That line is brutal.
2: Yeah. Sorry if you oh if God. you were going to say something else but I like I when I watched I it I was just like oh like cuz I think in, you, you totally get yeah. where he's coming from yeah like you totally get where he's coming from and the fact that he saw his wife go through that and he's just like not nah, like that's not something I'm interested in doing is totally valid but like then you also know that like Donnie has felt abandoned his entire life and he's finally found something and someone and for rocky to basically just be like we're not family like you're just a kid that i train and donnie's just like fuck
3: (laughs) yeah
1: fuck you man (laughs) (laughs) and which then makes that final moment of the fight when uh donnie is like i just want to prove that i'm not a mistake i i cry every single time weeping cry just every single time i watch this movie (laughs) and like the moment that rocky takes to like acknowledge what that means like what he's saying and to then say like i want to fight because of you like it even if you're like even if you're nobody but yourself like you taught me to keep fighting you're the reason why i'm here and i'm gonna go back and fight this thing like i love you kid like that moment is so good for being the emotional climax of the movie that, like, Donnie, who's been fighting to belong somewhere his entire life, like, finally finds a mentor in Rocky, who's been alone for so long. And, like, that relationship is just so beautiful for the whole movie. Yeah. But to have that be the moment where they're, like, it's truly solidifying that they will be friends, at least, but also, like, family for the rest of their lives is amazing. I just love that scene so much. And forgot about that moment until i rewatched this and i was like holy fuck what a great moment to write of just i don't want like i want to prove that i'm not a mistake and have rocky be like just the fact that you're here means you're not like is that incredible moment is that when you texted
2: us earlier today and you're just like don't want to step on our combo but (laughs) this movie's really fucking good i think i actually did (laughs) i think it must have been
0: Uh, uh i have a question though uh the original creed apollo Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um did rocky kill him no okay
2: i think ivan drago Drago did and so that's that is is the storyline of creed 2 is that adonis is fighting drago's son because drago drago malfoy drago malfoy
0: that's it <laughs> i also really liked just like <clears throat> in terms of a story point of view that he doesn't win
2: yeah right
0: mm-hmm. i thought which that was, i think is what rocky is, is or, i was saying
2: rocky he doesn't win in rocky
0: well no no i, I, I but I agree they also
1: filmed i do think i haven't they seen filmed... rocky
0: since 1994
1: i only read that that was the ending to rocky because i also haven't seen rocky <laughs> But I do
2: I do agree with you, though. Like, so many... I mean, sports movies are just, like, all tropes at this point, right? Like, that's yeah. just how they are. And so, obviously, this is not the first one. But I do really appreciate when the team doesn't win. Or the, you know, like, the player doesn't win. Like, I think it's way yeah. more impactful of a story if, like, that's not how it ends.
0: That's what yeah. And so I think Million Dollar Baby also did well is that boy she doesn't she doesn't win uh, she sure does but then i guess she like, sure does lose she, she, really, <laughs> but it, she really loses but unlike a on a dark note i guess she does kind of win in the sense that she goes the way she wants to go
3: Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I, <laughs> so I was wondering. And how doesn't
0: you're have to tie have that. like doesn't have to, like I don't know. It's getting really dark. <laughs>
1: I was no, say, bail Tierney, bail! Get out. <laughs> she wins because t- she gets to get smothered. <laughs> Did I tell you guys? I thought she. <laughs> but who doesn't want that? Does,
0: doesn't isn't it a uh, like an injection?
1: Oh, maybe. I haven't seen Million Dollar Baby. It, ever but once around when it was nominated and i was like i'm fine which
2: was like 2000 it was like high school truly truly don't
1: remember (laughs) anything i just remember her neck snapping and being like rough (laughs) youch um but no i they also apparently filmed a, a version where creed does win the final fight oh did
2: they like test him out like do audience
1: I don't know if they even did that, but okay. I think they decided to just go with the one that was more thematically tied to the original Rocky. Mm-hmm. And and I think, like, it is such a delicate thing to make the team lose because it can feel unsatisfying. But what they do is have it be, like, called for time so it's not like he really lost. It's just, like, the rules determined that based on where they were at that match. Uh, well... Pretty Ricky, whatever one Conlon, Conlon, and then Conlon walking over and saying like, "You're the future of the sport, kid. Like, wear that name with pride." Ugh. Is like, oh, then yeah, he won, and then they even go so far as to be like, uh, "Conlon won the fight, but Creed won the night." <laughs> and you're like, okay, good. I would Andy say
0: his post-game interview is like pretty long. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say who loses. I would say
2: the line but Creed wins the night is just, like, a little too cheesy for this movie. But it yeah. also is, like, that's a thousand percent what, like, a dumbass yeah. sportscaster would say. Like, exactly. You know, so I was like, I, was let it I will let it slide because this is some <laughs> dumb shit that, like, Joe Buck would do <laughs> literally anytime he calls any game ever, but especially, like, a World Series or a Super Bowl. So, like, fine. You yeah,
0: I was gonna say, you've watched a World Series, surely yeah. you know.
1: But In all, search of the soundbite. Yeah.
0: All I'd say all American football sports announcers are terrible at their jobs. They're so bad at it. There isn't a single good one. I'm I'm gonna the make a only, plug. The only sport I found that's consistently good, like top tier sports, So like in the same way you would have, like, a World Series or a Super Bowl. But the only one that's that's consistently good is World Cup soccer. Fuck yeah. And, like, championship soccer. I've, like, basically like, just soccer <clears throat> has good sports announcers. But football <laughs> sucks so much.
2: I, so I just have to plug real quick. I would be remiss if I didn't uh, shout out uh, Adam Amin who is the guy that I went is to college with. Is the lead singer
0: of Maroon 5?
2: God damn it. Is Is the guy from Workaholics? <laughs> you guys are so rude to this person, who's <laughs> a real person that I, that I kind of know. Um, it's a guy I went to college with. I didn't really know oh, him shit. that well, but I had, like, interacted with him a few times. And, he, and he's a
0: football announcer? <laughs> yeah, he calls...
2: He is he, a football? He is a football. He Congratulations <laughs> to him. He graduated from college and... Turned into a football, so I have now
3: football.
2: (laughs) But no, he. I mean, he's worked his way up. He started doing minor league baseball, and then he worked with ESPN for a while, and now he's working for Fox Sports. And he's call he calls Bulls games because he's from Chicago, and so they he's he's calling the hometown team. And I'm very excited for him. I know he's really stoked about that, but he also does football, and he's really he is really good.
3: Okay, but he's also not
2: he's not like I mean he's he's not Joe Buck level, right? So he's not calling games that most normal people would see but when you when you're lucky enough to catch a game that he's calling he's very good at what he does yeah
1: that's so cool
0: i'm sure i'm sure mls games have terrible announcers anyway so
3: yeah the ones (laughs) american ones at least
0: yeah (laughs) the world cup games are usually not even like oh there have actually been a couple where you'll have um it'll be like a, a british announcer and an American announcer and the American announcer is like maybe just learned what soccer was
1: yesterday <laughs> it's just like so bad <laughs> oh <But>. goodness <clears throat> uh, I have a couple last things um, moments of great editing I thought that opening scene is excellent because uh, you really yeah. don't know where you are or what you're doing And then to have the kids in the hall not be any of the main characters and to go around the corner and see this fight is such a cool way to open it and to end that whole prologue with, like, what was his name? Creed. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah. Um, Yeah. And I loved that after the first uh, fight that, like... uh, Tessa Thompson and Rocky are at, and they're all excited because he won, and he's like, we're going out, we're partying all night! And then they immediately cut to them sleeping, because it's so tiring. They're both just, like, passed out on the couch. Yeah, I was like, this is such a good cut. It's uh, so funny, without any joke being told. It's just like, yeah, naturally, he's not going to have the energy to go out. He just got beat up. Um, and then the edit between that fight in Mexico, to his white-collar job, uh, since that's yeah. right after that opening prologue, that fight in Mexico makes you think, like, oh, no, he just, like, kept fighting forever and, like, never, like, who knows what happened to him after this group home. And then to see, like, oh, he's got a white-collar job that he's quitting? And then, like, oh, he's going to his mom's house and, like, telling her that he's getting to fight? Like, it's such a nice, like, constant surprise of, like, where he is in his life. But throughout the whole thing, you're like, he's going to fight. This is his life. He's going to fight. Um, I thought that was great. And then... Uh I thought the booze was a really cool moment of like him entering the arena and everybody booing him. Mm-hmm. like no cheering whatsoever to show how much of an underdog he was, and then to later have everybody cheering creed. Like, yeah, so satisfying i um t- just to circle back for a second,
2: I think uh I think i the, the fact that he was able to make it through the entire fight is the win. Right, like yeah. nobody expected anything from him. Everybody's just like, "Oh, you just have your dad's name, so that's the only reason you made it here." You know, so the fact that he was able to make it through the entire fight and that was like what he was arguing for when Rocky Into was a like, bit "I should." Damage. Yeah, exactly. Like he was definitely like not only did he make it through the fight, but he was like holding his own, and probably I mean I, obviously we didn't see the final scorecards or anything, but probably came at least relatively close. Um... But, like, Rocky is, you know, is saying, I should have called your dad's fight, and I didn't, and your dad died, so I'm going to call this fight now. And he's like, no, I I have to finish this. Even if that means I don't win by the record book, I have to finish this, because that's what I need to do. Um, So I think, I mean, you know, we kind of danced around it, but I just wanted to highlight that again, that I think it's a a really strong storytelling choice that I very, very, very much appreciate for sure.
1: Uh and then two things related to his dad. Uh I think one of the coolest images from this movie and one of like the best uh moments I think is when he's still living with uh Felicia Rashad and projects one of these oh, fights. Yes. And then shadow box literally literally shadow boxes against his dad. Was it just a fucking incredible move to do in this movie that yeah. early on too. Yeah. That, like, visually it looks amazing to have him, like, pro- like have the light of the projector on him. And then just, like, fighting uh, Apollo Creed. Incredible moment. And, uh, you know, he takes a long time to accept the name of Creed, which is, like, a big moment in the movie. But uh, did you catch what his name is if it's not Creed or Adonis? Because he goes by it's... Don or Donnie. Donnie. Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Don Johnson. Yeah. His name is Don Johnson of Miami Vice, <laughs> <laughs> of Dakota like, Johnson's dad. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Mother Suspiria's father. Yeah. Oh, God bless. <laughs> yeah, um, um, I I did Creed, though.
2: I did really like that. Um, like so when he opens the box and he sees the boxing shorts and it just says Creed on the front, I was like, God. okay, that's a really nice move. But then when he's trying them on, the camera comes from behind him and you see that it says Johnson on the back and Creed on the front and I was like oh yeah fuck yeah yeah and it's like goner that that thing's a goner
3: (laughs) (laughs) um
1: yeah and like that was so cool because it's reinforcing like he's making his own name for himself Mm -hmm. um and honoring his mother to like make yeah he's both sides he's Creed and he's Johnson yeah he's Adonis and he's Donis. Oh man, this movie's so good! It really is great, and like truly coming from me, a person who couldn't care less about sports or sports movies, it's a fucking incredible movie. It's so good. I so thank you for picking it, Tierney. I,
2: before <laughs> no we move problem. on, no problem. <laughs> before we move on to the categories, I do want to circle back to the Ryan Coogler conversation. I uh-huh. have, and I only want to say that it's kind of a bummer that he just got swept up in the Marvel machine. Because I do think that Black Panther is one of the best Marvel movies. Which is not, like, that's not a novel thing. (laughs) That's not, like, breaking news. But, like, I do think that Black Panther is one of the best Marvel movies. And so, like, if we're going to have these Marvel... Like, if Marvel (laughs) movies are going to be the only thing that exists in the world, at least let a really talented filmmaker with a really good eye for storytelling and uh, you know all this other stuff like that's great but yeah Ryan Coogler's been on the scene since 2013
1: and he's made three movies and that's kind of a bummer (laughs) and especially to see what he does in this real world of like non superheroes of like those emotional moments that are so powerful I'm like god damn and the fact that he is just collaborating with Michael B. Jordan in all three movies it's like man what else could you do with Michael B. Jordan Which is, Ryan Coogler isn't tapped for the Superman Michael B. Jordan movie, is he? As of right now, the only thing Ryan Coogler has is, uh... Wait, Michael B. Jordan is
0: playing Superman?
1: He's playing a Superman. Yeah. But he is doing a Superman movie for DC, and he's going to be Val-El. But he will be playing, he will be in the Superman costume. So get ready to just break your braces. I mean, Tierney's brain just broke, so... Yeah, she's (laughs) drooling all over her keyboard right now.
0: I mean, to to bring this back to... um, Well, not back, because this has not been mentioned on the podcast, but... Sorry, (laughs) the podcast. uh, I told Matt about the externals that every time... Every time... Uh, Icarus shot lightning out of his eyes it just what did I say it just reminded me of like an ejaculation
1: yeah and this is was a like, wild swing
0: <laughs> and Matt was like it's just like Superman and now it's like all those 13 year old girls as retainers are just gonna get like
1: yeah. Michael B. Jordan pulverized. just shooting lasers
0: <laughs> oh my god just
1: shooting his wad all over the place oh uh, his laser wand. So yeah. I lo- also Tessa, real quick Tessa Thompson too. We didn't give her enough credit, but she's incredible in this. And I love the detail that her character is like n- losing her hearing and knows that it's like eventually going to be gone.
3: And but still a musician. makes music. Yeah,
1: yeah. But like, is still committed to her craft the same way that Donnie is to his. Like, it's a great couple. They have so much chemistry. Yeah. they're so hot together. Yeah.
0: I also and they like banter is just like
1: the scene with them at the diner worthy?
0: oh my god
2: where she, yeah like he's just asking her to explain like Philadelphia slang it's just like delightful and I was like yeah I know you've got to do other things but I would watch a full movie of this <laughs> like, yeah. I would just watch an entire movie of the two of you <laughs> just beautiful human beings just bantering back and forth yeah, Give it to me care. right now. Not <laughs> <laughs> She, yeah, I, I do think that it's, uh, it's an interesting parallel to, um, Rocky's diagnosis at first, where mm-hmm. she, like, she's just like, yeah, I mean, like, it sucks, but it is what it is. So, like, I've learned to accept it, and I'm just gonna do like what I can with the time that I have, which is also Rocky's move too. Um, Mm -hmm. which I thought is an interesting parallel. But um, I also, while we were talking, looked up. There is one other thing that's been announced. It's just currently in development, but I had forgotten about this. Uh, Ryan Coogler is uh, supposedly going to be making a movie about the, the Atlanta test score scandal. Do you guys remember this? No.
0: The one from like two years ago?
2: No, 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 I, I think it's, like, a similar thing, but I think it's, like, high school testing, not, like, <laughs> um, I don't know much about it, so I don't want to say too much about it, um, but it is, I think it's based on a true story, um, but, like, a teacher in Atlanta was, like, juicing his stats, basically, I think, um, for standardized tests. Well, that test happened scores. in my
0: junior high. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's changing
0: um, test answers on the ISATs.
2: But anyway, uh, Ryan Coogler is set to direct, Michael B. Jordan is set to star, and it's uh, supposedly being written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, so... Oh, nice. If that shit ever gets made, it'll probably be a banger, but I feel like Michael B. Jordan is probably in high demand right now, and Ryan Coogler is just apparently going to spend the rest of his career in Wakanda, because he's got the new movie and the, the TV show, so... We'll see if Oh, this, I
1: forgot about the TV show.
2: Yeah, we'll see if this ever comes to fruition, but that would be yeah. cool. But yeah, I just wanted Ryan. to, like, Ryan Coogler, you're great. I wish you would do more than just, like, one movie
1: every five years in the studio system. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a Terrence Malick. Give us lots of movies all at once. <clears throat> um, Don't and, be a Terrence Malick, old Terrence Malick. Be a new Terrence Malick who keeps giving us <laughs> movies,
2: even if we're not asking for them. Except for Ryan Coogler, I would be asking for all of them. <laughs> I would be too, Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on Creed?
1: Better than the band.
3: That's <laughs> not, not even
2: fair. That's not even a fair comparison. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tattoo ideas. I don't really have any. I mean, I'm open to suggestion. Should I just get, like, get my the... eye tattooed the way that Donnie's eye looks at the oh, very end? Oh my God.
0: <laughs> also, no, I thought that was a really the cool shorts touch. Shorts tattooed around your waist.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Johnson on the back. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I should switch that around. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I did. I thought that was a fun touch. Where I, I don't, I don't know enough about the rules of boxing, but it apparently, if you have an eye that's swollen shut, you're not allowed to continue boxing. <laughs> and uh-huh. so when the the ref is like, or the the ref is like, how many fingers am I holding up? And they just like tap on the back of his neck so that he could keep fighting. I thought that was a really cool touch. Um, yeah, I love that too. But yeah, uh I could get like a fedora yeah. tattooed yeah. to the top of my head.
1: <laughs> Rocky's little fedora. <laughs> I mean, I mean I'm sure people have fucking
2: Rocky tattoos. Oh. So like Yeah, but I wouldn't I definitely don't want to so I wouldn't I don't care about Rocky. <laughs> like I've seen the yeah. first movie, maybe someday I'll watch subsequent Rocky movies, but I truly don't give a shit about Rocky.
1: You don't want to get franchise Adrian's grave.
2: I, I care about Rocky in this movie, but I only care about this movie because of
1: Ryan Coogler and like what he yeah. brings to it. So, ooh, ooh, but what about a bunch of uh, those motorcycles and dune buggies doing wheelies? Dune with, buggies, like, hit, like in profile, and then I don't think there's a single dune buggy, buggy in the movie. Yeah, there's <laughs> a, lots of. <laughs> they're ATDs, Do you mean an nah, I think they're dune buggies.
0: <laughs> what 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 would someone in Philly? Be doing with a dune buggy.
1: (laughs) Doing wheelies is what they. Although I guess like oh boy,
0: (laughs) the snow, snow and sand are very similar to drive on. So I guess you could probably use a dune buggy on snow.
2: (laughs) Tierney looks so unamused right now.
0: (laughs) I had to think of disgusted
2: by the idea of dune (laughs) buggies in Philadelphia. Um, Would you guys want to spend time on this film set? I, Hell yeah. I cannot yeah. express enough how badly I would want to be on
1: this film set. <laughs> Even just to, like, see professionals doing what they're doing. To, like, see how fighting is staged, but also just, like, how actual boxing has to be, like, trained for. Uh, yeah, I would be so interested in being
2: there. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I thought of this earlier today, like, knowing we were going to have this conversation So the timing is a little weird since it's one of the last things we talked about before we moved to the categories, but I was like, yeah, like sitting at some Philly diner eating a cheesesteak, hanging out with Tessa Thompson and Michael B. Jordan, like literally the dream. Like, like, take me home. (laughs) Adopt me. (laughs) I'm so incredibly here for that.
0: I did have a moment where I was like, oh, I can't even eat that.
1: And I had a moment where I was like, oh, put that in my body. Well,
0: yeah, it was like that moment. And then they ordered food. Oh, oh, okay.
2: I had a thought where I started watching this movie at like 9 o'clock last night after I had already eaten dinner and had already eaten ice cream and like really should not be eating anything else at this point in the evening but there's a really i think i took you there when you were here matt and Tierney, i can take you there when you come visit but it clearly it won't mean anything to you <laughs> but there's a really good cheese take place in downtown denver and i was like they, yeah, they delivered to my apartment there? nothing
0: literally gluten cheese. <laughs> on either
2: side
3: <laughs> dairy in the middle Just so and meat.
2: <laughs> i like you could eat the peppers
3: Oh. And can I just well, have a side of
0: peppers? Please?
2: Can you just fry up some peppers for me?
1: <laughs> but let's call out Colin's excellent mushroom cheesesteak recipe that he used to make. Oh, that is Lizzie true. Kinger. I can that give you that like, recipe. That I mean obviously you wouldn't hell. be able to eat it on like
2: a like a bun the way Matt and I did, but like I mean you it's could do just it a gluten
0: free bun. What the fuck, okay. Matt?
1: <laughs> <laughs> do it on a bed of lettuce? Just fold it up with Bet-a-lettus? some crispy, crispy pale betta lettuce.
3: They make a betta orix lettuce. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Uh, oh. Do they
0: make gluten-free oh. like hoagie rolls? Is the hoagie isn't that a booger?
1: Oh no, it's, it's the thing you have from the back of your throat. Loogie, loogie is like a yeah spit. A hoagie is a grinder, a submarine sandwich. It's got many names. Like a, a grinder
0: for weed?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also a grinder for gay sex.
0: I thought that was just the name of the app.
1: Yeah, that's the name of the app, for gay sex. Hoagie? <laughs> they, they, they've rebranded. Foot yeah, long hoagie. <laughs> extra mayo <laughs>
3: <Jesus Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god oh but anyway download hoagie today <laughs> i met him on hoagie <laughs> what's the, the, uh, what's the, the
3: ex- like
0: icon is just like you know it's subway how they have like this the squirt bottle for mayo yeah it's just that—that's the icon that, of the little square that you click. <laughs> it's just yeah, so a
1: little French ho- hoagie bun. Is
2: is like the extra mayo? Is that like a like a premium tier, or is that? Yeah. Okay, so what's all exactly. involved in the extra mayo level? Like, so anybody can get
1: hoagie. Anybody can download. Anybody hoagie. can download hoagie, and you can yeah. you know free account. You get ads when you're when you're not paying, so you're getting sure. a lot of ads for. But other is there types is there anything sandwiches?
2: else that you get with your extra mayo? Are you like a
0: a verified Footlong?
1: Yeah, you get extra pickles. <laughs>
3: what? Yeah, you what get extra pickles? mayo. And
1: you get extra pickles. Oh, you don't know what? You don't want to know what pickles are.
3: <laughs>
1: but I will say this: they're sour.
3: <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs>
0: you know that math meme. I'm like that woman trying to calculate what the joke
3: is.
1: I don't even know what I'm referring there's to. There's know, no it
3: rules.
0: makes it so much better. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> like my mind is probably making like the most, I don't know, oh. blue connections oh to my
1: something god. that's yeah. just a silly joke. Incredible. So yeah, cheesesteak, hoagie, grinder. Oh boy. All, all, of, the same.
2: all of which is to say, it was like 9 30 when they got to that scene in the movie, and I was like, Do I get
1: one of those cheesesteaks delivered to my apartment? I had the same thought.
3: I had the exact same
1: thought. And was like, Hero? Just <laughs> something wet. Something medium wet. So I went on oh, my holy show. <laughs>
0: Where did you guys meet? Oh, we met on Hoagie. (laughs)
2: Yeah, but what if? So here's what would differentiate it. Like, so Grinder, you're just looking for hooking up, but like with Hoagie, you could hook up or you could get dinner, or both. Ooh, I love that. Or you know, but like if you wanted to, you could just get a sandwich.
0: Either way, you walk away satisfied.
2: Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Like sometimes you're on Grinder, you're just like, nah, not the night for me. But you know, like if. If you're striking out on one, yeah. If you're striking out mm-hmm. on one end of hoagie, you you know you'll always have the backup. You are know? like can I at least have a sandwich?
1: <laughs> and they're like coming right up, King. <coughs> I think we should create this
2: app. I think there's yeah, I potential think here.
0: <laughs> it seems like like it's perfect.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Shark Tank let's yeah let's develop this offline and then we can be on shark tank Yeah,
0: we we just gave away our trade secrets (laughs) to our one listener
2: listener please don't steal our idea we really think we've got we've got something on our hands here unless you know the sharks
1: and then send the sharks our way
2: (laughs) i did see a preview
1: for the jets
0: and the sharks and i was like this just looks like the same movie that we saw earlier this year
2: Yeah, I'm very intrigued by that movie. I sent Matt a picture when I was at the theater the other day, and like they've got this big, like cardboard display for West Side Story, but it's angled weirdly, and so when I was coming out of faces, well, so like if if you were to flatten it out, it would just look like a big pano with like character posters on each panel, but like. The way it's framed, the, when I walked out of the theater, it's just a picture of Ansel Elgort's face over, like a part of the American flag. And I texted Matt. I was like, "This just Chop looks gun. like." I was like, "This doesn't look like West Side Story. This just looks like they cast Ansel Elgort as the new Captain America." <laughs> like, this like does not look like what I think they're trying to go for. Anyway, I, I like. I'm so I'm stoked for that movie, but I am. I would not be surprised if that movie sucks. Is what I will say. Uh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, What are the other categories?
2: (sighs) Um, Would you guys watch this on a plane? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I would. Um, uh, I sent the, the link that I sent you guys, the Zoom link, was called Rocky 7. Which was partially me being lazy, but partially, uh, apparently, that's like a thing. So I went to, I Googled Creed earlier today just to like read up on some of the background stuff. Like on Wikipedia, it says, like, you know, the subheading is like Rocky Seven and Rocky Seven, you know, like, you know, VII and Rocky Seven redirect here. So (laughs) (laughs) clearly, a lot of people are going for that. But all right, last category is the Oscars. Uh, Sylvester Stallone was nominated. Do you, are you guys aware of any other nominations for this movie?
0: Nah, it just hit us.
2: None. <gasps> what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> this movie was nominated for a single Academy Award, and it was fucking Sylvester Stallone, which, again, uh, I... draw, He should have been nominated. That was a very deserving nomination oh yeah but like
0: but so he's not the point. ryan coogler and i was yeah. gonna say the like ryan coogler and the, the s- editing oh. and yeah. the cinematography and, I, I, I like,
1: there's so and much michael b jordan <clears throat> and so,
0: probably tessa thompson too
1: how dare they yeah i
2: like i was trying to think like what are some ones that i like really want to fight for um so this was the year that spotlight won which we don't need to relitigate oh. spotlight oh. God. Oh no. It's
0: so bad. It could have in so Spotlight in every category.
2: And won in the things that yeah. Spotlight won for. Um, it was also the year Rocket that demanding khakis. It was the year yeah. that our collective bay, Brooklyn, was nominated.
1: Oh, I see.
2: And the other collective bay, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, <sighs> <laughs> But anyway, so like there was, there were a lot of good movies that year. But still, the fact but that this not
0: Spotlight, <laughs>
2: the fact that this was basically shut out is insane. Especially, I mean,
0: spotlight. like it's pretty.
2: It's like <laughs> it's pretty standard for Oscars. I mean, like this is a mostly black movie with a mostly black like cast and creative team telling yeah. a mostly black story. So it checks out that the Academy would nominate the white dude.
1: <laughs> Yeah, we'd be like, what's the story about journalists
2: instead? S- similarly, that same year, uh, Straight Outta Compton was only nominated for one thing, which was original screenplay, which was white people. So, good, good job. Fuckin- <laughs> good job, Academy. You fucking suck. I think
1: the other the thing fuck? is that Rocky fucking won. So it's not like a boxing movie can't win best picture. Yeah. And the fact that this one wasn't even nominated when it is, I think probably as good, if not better than the original Rocky. Yeah. I would fight for this. being. So the ones that I really (laughs) wanted to
2: fight for at least getting a nomination were best picture, best director, Mm -hmm. adapted screenplay, best actor and best editing. I think it, I think it could fit elsewhere, but those were the ones that I like really wanted to fight for. So I I want to go through those categories and figure out who we're replacing. Okay. Spotlight. so for yeah I was just, <laughs> i'm gonna for listener i'm going to read all of them <laughs> and if it ends up being spotlight that's fine but for best picture uh big short bridge of spies brooklyn mad max Fury road the martian the revenant room and spotlight the oh my god, half the category yeah, I was gonna it say like, slice it in Spot half and get spies. rid of half of it uh, bridge yeah, of I mean, spies like, bridge yeah. of spies would probably be my pick
1: Spotlight. Out of all of
2: those, I mean, I'd be fine with getting rid of others as well. But of those, Bridge of Spies would be my pick to get the fuck out of here. Truly, I, I haven't remnants. even seen it, and I'd say get the fuck out. The remnants can stay. Yeah. If it would have won, I would have been pissed. But the remnants can stay as oh, an Holy,
0: this is the same year as The Grateful Dead, or The Hateful Dead.
1: The Hateful Dead. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the remnants Uh. (laughs) deadheads who love the hateful dead
2: (laughs) all right best director uh we've got adam mckay for the big short george miller for mad max fury road alejandro in for the revenant lenny abramson for room and tom mccarthy for spotlight feel like spotlight yeah bye tom mccarthy get it the fuck out out of here i also like in one but, like, he literally won the year before for Birdman. Like, he doesn't need two in a row, right?
0: Yeah. I like him. Stock on. I <clears> I'm, like I'm good him with too, him. I'm
2: good with him. I'm just saying. Like, But, yeah, I mean, Spotlight. I, I would choose Coogler over. Over Tom McCarthy.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, best Actor. Leo won for The Revenant. Brian Cranston for Trumbo. Matt Damon for The Martian. Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs. And Eddie Redmayne for The Danish Girl. Jesus Christ.
1: Not Eddie Redmayne, like... but also... <laughs> Fuck The Martian. I thought yeah. the movie was boring as fuck. And uh, also,
0: did anyone see trombo? I did. No. <laughs>
2: that shouldn't <laughs> surprise you guys. But, like,
1: yeah.
0: Brian Cranston's good.
2: But, like, I, I, if I were to pick one of those, I would kick Brian Cranston out
1: for Michael B. Jordan.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I choose, I'd I winnow it down to Leonardo DiCaprio versus Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, is, this, everyone else can leave, and now uh, we'll let you know. This is really disrespectful to Michael Fassbender and Steve Jobs, which is a great
2: movie that you, you do not respect enough, because I don't think you've seen it, question mark? I have seen, I've <laughs> okay. seen, I've seen I've
0: it. I've seen it. But
1: I've <laughs> seen it in parts, I think. I only watched it because Michael in Fassbender's in it. <laughs> he's... And I like Michael Fassbender fine, and I think he's good in that movie, but also... Michael B. Jordan is better
2: Correct um, Best Adapted Screenplay uh, We've got Big Short, which one? Brooklyn, Carol, or, or Garrel Some, some <laughs> of us may know it The Martian and Room
1: Get the Martian. out Martian yeah, out Martian, be gone <laughs> God I really thought that movie was so fucking boring <laughs> I forgot about it Existing um, And then I just
0: confused it with First Man
1: because First, they had the same so exact much cover, better.
0: but they had the same exact so, cover.
1: Yeah, true. Well, it's one in profile and one facing forward. Yeah,
0: whatever. For, What's the next category?
2: <laughs> <laughs> for editing was the other one I wanted to fight for: Mad Max: Fury Road, Big Short, Revenant, Spotlight, and Star Wars: The Force Awakens. What the fuck? Spotlight <laughs>
3: be gone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: was Clearly, that
3: should have won for editing because it was too long. <laughs> Oh,
1: great point! Yeah, oh my Spotlight. God. I can't believe Spotlight was nominated for all the things Creed should have been nominated in one for. Truly, what a crime! What a travesty!
2: Uh, best original score. I can throw that one out for you, Matt. Uh, Hateful yeah. Eight won Ennio Mor. Sorry, Hateful Dead won for yeah, Ennio Morricone. <laughs> Thank you. Bridge of Spies, which is just like not a good uh. score. Uh, Geral, uh Sicario, which is a dope fucking score. And Star Wars Force Awakens, which is. Uh,
1: whatever. I think they were just so excited. Low tier. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like low low tier. They were like John Williams. Williams. (laughs) Was he also Bridge of Spies? No, that was Thomas Newman. (laughs) Bridge of Spies ripped a couple
0: uh, Shostakovich pieces, but that doesn't count as score.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Creed scores better. Creed should have won. I mean, this was a weird year of like. Truly outstanding films not being the ones recognized as the best films of the year. And instead, like, Carol being nominated. It's incredible how many people
2: fucking lost their minds over Spotlight. Like, so many people love that movie. I'm like,
0: did we watch the same movie? I know it takes place, but it looks like... Like, not only does it, like, the character, oh, not only does it, like, the costumes and everything look like a movie that came out from 2001 or so, as it should, but it also, mm-hmm. like, the making of it is, like, 20 years old.
2: Yeah. Uh, did either of you, I know Matt didn't, Tierney, did you ever finish watching The Wire? No. Okay. So, famously, the fifth season of The Wire is widely considered to be the worst season of The Wire, And it's the one that focuses on the newspaper, like the Baltimore newspaper. And there's a corrupt journalist in that who teams up with McNulty to, like, make up a fake crime wave that, like, Hmm. takes off. Anyway, it's very, it's okay. Actually, that's not fair. It's still a good, I mean, it's The Wire. It's still really good. But anyway, long story short, the guy who plays that shitty journalist is Tom McCarthy, who wrote and directed Spotlight. (laughs)
0: Do you know what else is widely considered? Is the pleats on everybody's pants
3: in spotlight. Widely. Quite wide. Quite wide. Quite wide. Every single
0: one of those men could bear a child and push it through the pelvis.
2: (laughs) So if they I I do want to just like caveat that I think that Tierney and I are just like a slightly didn't we see that in like the front row?
0: We saw it on New Year's Day.
3: In, so the front uh, row. in the
0: front none row, none of us were feeling very well. Really? Front row. That and
1: was the year I was recovering from. Oh yeah, that's poison. right. It was the yeah. day after, <laughs> the day after
2: the day after. And we saw it in the front row, and like, it just, it really ex- being that close to such a giant screen really accentuated how much of that movie is focused on Michael Keaton and
1: his ilk. <laughs> And their pleated, in khakis. their
3: pleated khakis,
1: <laughs> they would they would float down to earth like uh, Barb and Star do in their pool <laughs> in their pleated khakis. I also have a deep hatred for pleated khakis because I was made to wear them for Catholic school my entire time growing up. They're truly uh, awful. And Oof. leaving leaving the confines of pleated pants was one of the best choices of my life.
3: So not, here's some
1: here's some, some here's other. People
0: with any sort of like tummy no yeah because here's some other right in
2: other uh actors whose waists you can see in pleated pants in spotlight for a listener (laughs) if you've never seen spotlight (laughs) mark ruffalo michael keaton brian darcy james leah shriver john slattery stanley tucci billy crudup
0: god
3: i forgot richard jenkins
2: I mean that's a that's like a pretty Don't banger list of cats.
0: Well, she Rachel McAdams, she is Mick McAdams. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> guys. Rachel McAdams. I'm so Adams. excited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would say that hers aren't nearly as offensive. Yes, she does wear like her wardrobe is not ideal in this movie, but hers, her wardrobe not- is not nearly as offensive as everyone else's wardrobe.
0: Let's yeah. just say her well, hips that- aren't nearly as wide as all of those men's. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: Remember that one character that's just pants? And they're like, what about your story? And then the belt just kind of swaggles. And they're it's like. It's tongue? Yeah. Uh. Eh. And they're like, okay, we're on a deadline, pleats. <laughs> pleats.
0: <laughs> and it's just the pant legs <clears throat> typing at a typewriter.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, anyway. So that's it for Creed. <clears throat> um, um, that's all for Creed. We loved it. We all loved it. So we've all done some stuff. But there's one thing that I feel like we're all going to want to talk about. So do we want to just, like, hit the quick highlights before we talk about that thing? Or do we want to talk about the, that thing and then we can do the highlights? Or do we only want to talk about that thing?
1: I didn't do very much,
2: and we're about an hour and a half into this yeah. recording. I'm not so saying... We, I'm going to... Yeah, we're not going to do, like, a full deep dive on the other thing. But we we all saw the externals. We all saw the externals. A.K.A. Marvel's, K. Marvel's the
1: externals,
2: A.K.A. Marvel's Eternals. <laughs> Tierney texted us on Saturday and was just like, just saw Externals. And then like a few <laughs> seconds later, followed it up with Eternals. And Matt and I were like, nope, it's only ever going to be the Externals.
1: Now. <laughs> yeah, you know the X-Men, now meet the Externals.
2: Um, I, at the time, I had not yet seen it. I was in a client meeting this weekend, so Matt and Tierney both saw it. Um I ended up seeing it after the fact, but so I assume you guys had talked about it, but we didn't necessarily talk about it the three of us, because I wanted to save it for the pub. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys think? Yes. Uh, I Fine. <laughs> yeah. I think Colin and I are
1: both <laughs> and I I think are closer mm-hmm. to the same and uh Tyranny's a little more leaning towards not great. Uh but I think yeah, it was I think all of us agreed it was like not a bad movie. As, like as far as the reviews were saying it was like maybe the worst marvel movie or it was like incredibly dull or like incredibly confounding and it was like a pretty straightforward movie um but yeah i think all of us agreed it was fine or like pretty good at best and like kind of meandering and slow at worst um it, it yeah. was just so much and like i it's am a not,
2: lot of i am not the type of person that would normally advocate for what i'm about to say but in this particular scenario i feel like it was necessary this should have been a disney plus show there's way too much movie for a movie here like they're tr- they're trying to introduce or, or at minimum they should have had like some sort mm-hmm. of like disney plus companion piece to try and like lighten the load of this movie because they're trying to introduce 10 new characters that are just, like, the, the quote-unquote good guys. God, yeah. there's ten? There's ten Eternals. So many. But then they also like have five. to... Five.
1: No, there's I ten, just girl. Going. They keep popping up, and then sometimes ones would be missing, and I'd be yeah. like, is
3: this the full team? And I found myself... do oh, no, no,
1: right. I missed... I found myself, like, person. actually counting. Like, I saw it in IMAX, <laughs> and, like, there were moments
2: where I was, like, trying to count, and, like... And the one time I was like, yeah, I think this is the whole team, but I forgot that uh, Kingo, Kamille's Nanjiani's uh-huh. character, like, has his, like, sidekick the entire time. So I was like, yeah, this is the whole team. I was like, wait, no, we're still missing one because this guy's not here. So. <laughs> but anyway, so they're trying to introduce ten characters. They're trying to, well, first of all, like, that's a tall order in general to introduce, like, ten characters and also give them enough story that we actually care about them. And then that's like, you also have to include all of the mythology and the backstory about the Celestials and the Deviants and all this other stuff. And
0: then the story they're telling. 400 times.
2: Right. And then the story they're telling spans literally 7,000 years. (laughs) And it's just like, (laughs) who thought that we could fit all of this into a two and a half hour movie? Because we can't. We can't fit it all into a two and a half hour movie.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I like the idea of like. If they had done a Disney Plus series where each of the episodes of like a six episode miniseries took place in a different time period, and what I had talked to K- Tierney about was like they keep referencing the fact that they are the inspiration for mythological characters that are named the same things, mm-hmm. like Icarus and Athena, and uh, fucking. Yeah.
2: I thought that was a fun line at the end when she was like,
3: "It's when just." When he flew Athena, into the sun. EA. Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, also okay, that. wow. Spoiler
1: alert. <laughs> Jesus, um, the, uh, Sorry. like Sorry. I think the other thing of like... Uh, <clears throat> now I forgot my... No, but like Gilgamesh and all these other characters of like, if you had done a TV series that was like, each time you were in the past, you were watching an event that they did that gave them the legendary status that went with their name Mm -hmm. so like you see athena doing something that made her known as athena you meet like gilgamesh doing something that gilgamesh did and then you like introduce those characters in that circumstance and then you get to the modern day and you like know what the setting is even in this one like when we go to the past it's just to like see them there Mm -hmm. too and instead of like building character, it's just, like, other places they've been. Right. And it would have been cooler if they set up the characters in those things.
2: Yeah. Like, one of the time piece... uh, Times that they go back to is, like, Babylon, and you get to see the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. But I was like, this is only cool because I know that those were a wonder of the ancient world. Like, I don't actually... Like, this is not really doing anything to help the story or help these characters... I'm just like, oh, cool! This is what the like, this is what Marvel thinks the Hanging Tower or the Hanging Gardens of Babylon look like.
0: All right. Like, I was a little bit yeah. annoyed that they put Mesopotamia <laughs> on a coast because Mesopotamia is between the Tigris and Euphrates rivers and not,
1: of course, right
0: on a coast. And I was like, this is annoying. You could have just consulted Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> and there were a couple of timelines as well where I was like. Did they do their research?
2: Well, yeah, and I also was like, it sounded like they said that they got rid of the deviants like a couple thousand years ago, but then the last time they're fighting the deviants is in like Mexico. Oh, this
0: 500.
2: Was it five hundred? Okay, I thought I heard longer than that, and then like they're fighting the deviants in like the fifteen hundreds in Mexico. And I was like, uh. and you know what? They did
0: a shit job of it.
2: <laughs> fighting the deviants? Yeah. I mean, they. Eradicated them, or so they, they thought. They?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, i
2: uh, what do you,
1: Yeah, I don't know. I thought uh, it was. Uh, what uh, did you?
3: Uh,
1: uh, I give it like a B minus or a C plus. It definitely is not the worst
2: Marvel movie, which I realize is not like a strong sell, but like the fact that a lot of people are touting it—not a lot of people, but like the internet—is like freaking out that it's got the lowest Rotten Tomato score.
1: Which, Meanwhile, like, fuck Thor that. 2 is just here. Thor 2 so. exists.
2: Iron Man 2 yeah. also exists. Like, there are other <laughs> shitty entries in this franchise. <laughs> like, yeah. I told
0: Matt that I'd put it just slightly below Endgame. <laughs> because I it. fucking hated yeah. that movie. <laughs> I, I felt like this was the one of The action more... sequences were cool, but it is the definition of de- Deus Ex Machina. Yeah.
3: yeah. Where
0: it's just like, that's fucking cheating. I felt I did think this was like
2: One of the more competently made Marvel movies Like it still looked like a Marvel movie In that like washed out color palette Mm -hmm. So like that was kind of a bummer But like I did think that a lot of the other stuff Like looked good Cause like most of Marvel Is like the washed out color palette And you could tell that it was filmed on a soundstage whereas like this is like oh it's i mean it's washed out color palette but at least it feels like it was filmed in the world instead of just on a sound stage so like i appreciated yeah. that um and i thought it was fine yeah but yeah i think there's just a lot there's just too much
1: go see it as soon as you can
2: and then <laughs> if you've made it this far in the conversation go see it as soon as you can and sorry that tyranny spoiled part of it for you <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll we'll bleep it in post
0: Sorry, guys. It's just um, a brand
1: new movie. It's, it's, it, yeah, it, but this it just isn't going to be
0: released for like a couple weeks. I was going to say, weeks.
1: I mean, that's a good point. It's a, then we're not going to bleep it. If you didn't watch the externals yet and you just heard Tyranny talk about the <laughs> ending where Icarus flies into the sun, then that's <laughs> your own problem.
3: <laughs>
1: I was going to say, by the time this episode goes
2: up, the movie will have been out for like three-ish weeks, I think and it's a fucking marvel movie like people are going to see this thing listeners definitely seen externals at this point yeah
3: the
0: best part speaking of spoilers the best part of this movie is the post credit sorry of the externals
3: thank you the thing
0: that really gives it life is the post credit Mm -hmm. sequence with my dear dear friend harry styles (laughs) And Your beloved, my beloved. I'm wearing his sweatshirt right now. That's coincidental. Let's, let's
2: not forget that it also introduced a weird dwarf character that maybe yeah, I should I care about, but I definitely don't. But also it was voiced by Pat Oswalt, which I do care about. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah, fun. <laughs> didn't realize until later, and I
1: was like, oh shit. The names, uh, the voice sounded
2: now. so familiar. It sounded like Pat Oswalt to me, but I was there were mm-hmm. like moments where it wasn't quite right. So I was like, maybe it's not him. And then I ended up finding out that it was him. I was like,
1: okay, bless. My theater erupted into gasps when Harry Styles was introduced. Which is
2: shocking, because that news broke a month ago.
1: I think everyone was just so happy to see him. Okay. Uh, But people were giddy about it. Like, I almost could hear just the gush
3: uh, (laughs) from across the room.
1: Just a unified splash zone.
0: I told Matt that... The, his smirk had more More life than A lot of the scenes in the movie
2: Matt I am sorry But your boy Richard Madden Is pretty bad In this movie <gasps> <laughs> I thought he did good He is
1: Oh no He is so boring in this movie I mean he's not given a. He's playing I, the Superman character you know, yeah,
3: but I
0: even like even that he just
2: has like no
1: flying
0: around ejaculating everywhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he he just has like no personality, and also like I generally really like Gemma Chan, and I think she's good in parts of this movie, but I like yeah, she... her chemistry with Richard Madden is truly non-existent because they gave her to... no
0: lines.
2: Well, right, but they're, like they're trying to make us care about Sorry. them as like a care like as a pairing, and I just couldn't ever at any point care about them as a pairing (laughs) we did talk about that as well
1: uh i will say if we're going to talk about performances i i think i am out on camille Nangiani's acting i think he is a very funny person and i'm and i have to watch more of his stand-up but like i don't think he uh i think he's got a momoa quality of constantly smirking about acting and i'm like just act just say the line make it believable and stop Making everything like, isn't it fun that we're acting? It's like stop it, please. <laughs> uh, so that was my problem with the movie, but I thought his friend was excellent. I thought he was one of the best parts of the movie.
2: I man. also want to shout out uh, Lauren Ridloff who plays Makaris the the oh yeah uh, wow, she's great Deaf Eternal. She's so good in this entire movie. Sucks that she's not in more of it, but when she is yeah. in it, I'm like hell yeah, she yeah. rules. And also. Like yes, Marvel gave us the first sex scene, cool, but it gave us the worst sex scene. Like it was just boring and not that interesting. And I all really just want to see Barry Keoghan and Lauren Ridloff fuck. Like, yeah, like, that's true. They hinted at those two characters having like a like a history together. Yeah. And like, spoiler alert! At the end of the movie, they're still together. So like, or like, they're still fuck. in the same place. So like, hopefully, Eternals two, we can see them fuck because that would be way more exciting
1: then right. i thought it was a pretty uh, sexy sexy where it's just shoulders <laughs> isn't that the kind of porn you watch where it's just people's shoulders just <laughs> like shoulders and yeah and just like shoulders and neck yeah <laughs> yeah all right we are going very long um so all
3: right
1: i'm finished